0: Dear brothers and sisters of the Desiring Brethren podcast, today we have a very special guest. He is a babe among wolves. He is our younger brother, little... Jackie O'Brien is here. (laughs) Little seven year old Jackie is here to preach the word of the Lord. Jackie? That's that's saith the Lord. You got almighty hallelujah. And we've got with him today little four year old David (laughs) Shaw. His voice dropped at a very early.
1: Uh, thanks for having me on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm Tanner Hoffs. We are back mm-hmm. from a break. Yeah.
2: And so that means that you're back in Vancouver, Tanner. How has it been there?
0: Oh man, Vancouver. We already it- know the answer. It's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's it's more brown here than it is in Edmonton. Like Edmonton had Whoa. a in summer. Like we had such yeah, good storms and sun. Like, I don't know. They just didn't have rain or something. Everything's brown. It's disgusting.
1: Yeah, that place is disgusting. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So today we are obviously talking about child preachers, the greatest phenomenon uh, in Christianity. Mm -hmm. In, In pretty much every religion, which we'll get into later. Right, yeah. Are you guys big fans? Like, does this just freak you out, like horror movie style, or what do you think about it? jack's shaking
2: i just have like a litany of criticisms <laughs> and all all that is like postmodern in me about like destroying <laughs> deconstructing what we know and believe in is just like i want to tear this thing apart
1: yeah and and like you guys know me, I'm really open-minded,
0: right? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> and so, cool. yeah. and so uh-huh. I was sitting there watching for the first time this this four-year-old child preacher, and I was like
0: Wait. I gave you that one as a first one just to preach. I was you like, What now? is
1: going on here? <laughs> like a man's church to the man's church of Pentecost of Pentecost of Pentecost do for the one the has a word, you of Mississippi. The Lord is here tonight.
2: I think it's a <laughs> totally, I have had ex- like personal encounters with children who would probably become child preachers if they were given the chance to stand on the stand on the stage, like and, given a
0: mic kind of thing.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. I was in a uh, a Oneness Pentecostal church for a uh, uh, for one of my courses in Bible college, and they were doing it. I think that this can totally be explained through like social psychology, sociology, like. That's my. Ge- I don't mean to put it down, and I'm probably doing a huge disservice to the spirit of God in many contexts. <laughs> but I would rather go out on a limb and generalize, but like destroy this in my generalization as much as I possibly. <laughs> <laughs> the children have the same mannerisms. Like if you watch that first video with the canon kid, the oh yeah, girl, like if you look at him pat his sweat down. Yes, with he the pats cloth, his sweat. Like, Where He's... do you get that from? It's well, you get imitation. that from the creature. Totally.
0: Okay, so that first kid who we just played a clip of is terrifying. And, like, there's a clip Mm -hmm. of him as a baby, and you cannot hear a word. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't figure out what he was saying. That was weird. But then I showed you guys my favorite child preacher, Samuel Green. Did you guys listen to that one?
2: Yeah, that one was different. I don't know if you got to. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm going to play a clip right now. Well, today I just don't want to talk about them. I want to talk about this man called Daniel. The king loved Daniel so much that he decided to let him be in charge of the presidents and princes, everybody in that whole kingdom. And guess what? That made a few men jealous. They made them jealous. They want to get Daniel out of the king's favor. (laughs)
0: What would you think of that one?
2: I was like, it was on the verge of not what you... The thing that perplexed me the most was when the camera went to the congregation and there's like, like, people look like intently focusing on this child. They're nodding their head and they're agreeing with what he says as if he is actually exposing the text and has something... And
0: they're not good laughing. to say no they're not <laughs> laughing they're like
2: mm, yeah that's good
0: oh yeah they're taking notes it's
2: so nutty that <laughs> okay
0: but that kid is the greatest like <laughs> because here's the thing with that kid the of the videos we watched a lot of them it's clear they're imitating adults sure in like really creepy ways where it's like no you should act like a kid please stop <laughs> <laughs> But that kid, he's giving the sermon as a kid. Yeah. Right? He's like, and the king loved everybody. You know, and he's yeah. like really emphasizing he loved. <laughs> like <laughs> He's being a pure kid on stage giving a Bible story. Yeah. So it's like adorable. It's like the greatest thing in the world.
2: Uh, at the end, he was signing autographs too, I think. Hey? You know what?
0: There's a difference. Oh, I did watch that
1: part.
2: Oh, I think he was. There's
1: yeah. a difference between, like, oh, that's adorable for 30 seconds, and this is our
0: pastor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's but where... is there any
0: churches where that's the pastor?
2: True, and that's where this, like, this completely falls apart. Like, you the, the elders are the ones that are the preachers. You don't have a 12-year-old who's an elder in a church.
0: What, you wouldn't have lay participation with your sermons?
2: Uh, good point, but... um. The the elders decide if they're qualified or not. If they if they are the husband of but one wife, then <laughs> it, is, it is allowed for them to preach.
0: So could you sit seriously for a whole sermon under someone a child preacher?
1: Absolutely not. Um, not a four year old.
2: Tanner, <laughs> you I'm interested if you could because like mine's. Obvious, I could
0: but... under that guy that huh. kid I love, Samuel Green. <laughs> No. Honestly, I was interested in his sermon. It was it was like a Sunday school lesson in the sense that like it was a kid version, you know. But like a totally enjoyable Sunday school lesson. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I the thing is, uh, I think I could. Yeah, if it were like that and not a kid who's acting like an adult, because then I'd be like. There's some like deep, deep psychological trauma going on. Right, right. I think. (laughs) And I don't want to be part of that. My,
2: my, it's completely my arrogance that I am not only unable to listen to a child preacher, but I have a really hard time thinking that they have anything good to say in life. And that is like, that's an unfair thing. And I need to get that checked, but. Yeah, I, I, I hope I would have the humility. Like I would keep I would keep watching and it it's a train wreck to me. That's what it <laughs> is. you can't look away. You just keep staring and
0: Okay, but Jackson, you said your reason was because like you don't think they have something worthy to say. Yeah. But I would feel like that would be one of the reasons why you like should listen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, doesn't child preachers confront the arrogance in us of like people with degrees and education Mm -hmm. or things they can talk while the rest of us have to
2: no it's totally true like i have created whether a justified or not standard upon preaching and and exposition of the text and a whole litany of things that i'm like kids just don't pass my my canon (laughs)
1: I'll justify that. And, and even,
2: <laughs> and but like scripture really confronts my view on that because Jesus says like the kingdom belongs to little kids. It, like and, and I don't think that there's a spot when Jesus says you should probably listen to kids, but you need to receive the kingdom like them. But man, I know that it confronts my arrogance with my degrees, but.
0: Yeah, because like what about the whole, you know, God chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen dumpy people like us mm-hmm. to use right but like i think it could somewhat apply to child preachers okay as soon as we start getting into like well this person is respectable and that's why i should listen like that's not always how god operates right like he totally. uses vessels that are obviously broken in order to show that the message is true yeah do you yeah, know what uh, i mean i i don't know like i
1: but they're not 4 years Dave. old <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dave, what what do you think? Why are you against this? Because I sense something in your voice, maybe.
1: Um, well, you probably sense me just saying I'm against it, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Uh, I don't know. Like, I th- I do. I know that everyone brings up, um, how how it is for the simple and. And she's in the temple, man, you know, shaming the the <laughs> wise and stuff like that. But the Bible also presents the idea of always the older teaching the younger, you know, old men teaching the young men and older women teaching the younger women. And yeah. the idea of wisdom comes with experience generally. I guess it also comes mm-hmm. from the Holy Spirit who can indwell any age. Mm-hmm. But but there, there's always going to be exceptions to any hard fast rule but
0: right but wouldn't those be the exceptions like it's not like our churches are filled with child preachers yeah
1: there's a difference between like if if a if a 10 year old say was gonna talk for 20 minutes and uh regular pastor of ours was gonna talk for 20 minutes i could think that the pastor guy would could say unlimited things of use to me where i go oh that's really beneficial Mm. whereas the child might have like one or two things which i could stop and think wow you know like that was i should actually think more about that Mm. but i think it's just gonna sort of be these little moments and not a fully constructed thing right
0: I I pretty much agree with you, but do you think there's something to, like, the innocence of a kid that is actually more helpful for getting a message across? Uh, did you guys watch the Kid President pep talk? <laughs> yeah. I, I, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if me. you've seen I, it before. Yeah, it's I, classic.
1: This is life, people. You got air coming through your nose. You got heartbeat. That means it's time to do something. A poem. Two roads diverged in the woods. And I took the road less traveled. And it hurt, man! Really bad. Rocks, thorns, and glass? My parts broke. Wah! Not cool, Robert Frost. But what if there really were two paths? I wanna be in the one that leads to awesome. I,
0: I took the that. road less traveled. And it hurt, man! <laughs> <laughs> Not cool, Robert Frost. <laughs> okay, but when you hear that kid The reason that video is effective is partly because it's cute, Mm. but it's also, like, kids aren't cynical. You know, kids are like, why don't we do something great? Why can't we love each other? And when a kid says it, like, there's actually something pretty powerful where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's how I used to think about things. Why do I have all these, like, layers wrapped up of, like, why I can't love people? Mm. So there's... I get the innocence thing where it's like there's a lot of commands in scripture that are pretty dang simple.
2: I, I totally understand you're like the innocence of kids matters. And it's a it's a wonderful reminder. It's a wonderful reminder when you're sitting on a bench with them, not when they're standing in front of a congregation. <laughs> Yelling vows and thou shalt nots. It's so marvelous when you sit with a kid and they reveal something to you about life and about the gospel and the innocence and the wonder in it. But from the right. front, it's just like you can't you can't get that wonder from a kid when it's up front like that. Right. I don't think you can.
0: Would it screw up the kid? Does it screw up kids to do this?
2: Oh man, Tanner. There was that other clip from uh, that Oprah one.
0: <laughs> oh. You didn't see that one, Nate did. No. It was so Oh that one was wonderful. Here, okay, I'll play a clip of that
2: one. And I see here it seems like these kids are just regurgitating Bible verses. I want to know if you really understand what it is that you are preaching.
1: Yeah, could you could you preach for us and let us and then tell us what it is you mean?
0: I'm biblically. Mm-hmm. Both
1: ways. Could you, Duffy? Could you? In your own word. Your own word.
0: But you're yeah. preaching. It. Yeah,
1: whatever you want to do. Okay.
0: Well, there's a verse, there's a verse.
1: You want him to preach? Yeah, yeah.
0: Get up and preach.
1: Get up and preach. Yeah, go ahead, stand up right where you are.
2: Like, out of nowhere, the dude stands up and just starts yelling stuff. <laughs> and and I feel so, so bad great. for the pressures on him.
0: But if that kid didn't have that thing, he would be doing something else. Like, he just has that kind of a parent.
2: Mm, maybe. But poor kid, though.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Poor kid. Like, mm. poor kid. Okay, do you think it's more like... So the, the charitable view of child preachers would be... It's like circus families Hmm. that kids, if they're in a circus family, start in the act very young because everybody was involved, you know, mom and dad did the big tricks. But as you grow older, you did bigger tricks and stuff. Hmm. But you were always part of the act because that's how your family did it. Hmm. And so you can imagine child preachers, a lot of these people, these kids, their dads are pastors. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and so they're getting a platform one Sunday to try it, you know, and the congregation has seen them grow up, and they think it's very exciting mm. you know to for the kid to be part of it. The uncharitable view would be it's more like beauty pageant parents, oh yeah, that kind of like are living their own weird dreams <laughs> through their kid, and like their kid really should not be this involved in beauty pageants because it's creepy. Yeah. So that would be the uncharitable view. Do you think which do you think it probably is more like?
1: The second one. <laughs> 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 I am gonna I'm gonna fight against this. This is this is rubbish. This is this is all just like trying to reason away something that's just it's unreasonable. Silly. It's it's polishing a turd.
0: Dave let's go <laughs> All right, I'll go straight to the source. Let's get to Jesus here. Yeah. If you did not know, obviously, when Jesus was twelve years old, you did not know he was the Son of God at that point. He was just some kid who came into the temple. Would you just think he's rubbish and absurd, and like, would you be a naysayer because you know, like, he's teaching all the older men and answering their questions or whatever
1: first? He was twelve and not four. (laughs) Oh come on! Second, (laughs) but you don't think that there there is an exponential curve? Like there are very
0: few preachers that are four. That kid is famous because he's four, and (laughs) that's unusual. Okay, yeah. I'm assuming most of them are between the ages of ten and fourteen.
1: The second is that the kids that we watched in these videos didn't change our minds. And Jesus instantly changed the crowd. Like, there wasn't those people in the crowd. According to the text, dude. everyone was like, whoa, this guy gets it, or he has it. All the right. people that I listen to is like, ah, uh, no, they don't have it.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't hear my favorite child preacher? It was a brilliant exposition of Daniel. Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: you, you can't... And the the text, if I may point out and expose the text, <laughs> Tanner, it also says that they were amazed because um, Jesus was asking questions too. His understanding and right. asking the questions. And if there was a kid, twelve year old kid, that was asking questions, I'm just like, questions show depth. Yeah,
1: Jesus revealed very quickly that he was something different. Like, whoa! this I, under-
2: I understand that he gave answers for sure, right? He he did say things that wowed them, but. That the holistic thing of the questions and the answers because that continued throughout his life in the parables for sure.
0: Like, obviously, these child preachers have wowed their congregation with something that's like, wow, this is unusual for a kid. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I would never be a child preacher when I was a kid because I was like pooing my pants till <laughs> I was 10. Like, I don't deserve to be up there, but like, these kids are obviously different. I- I'm missing it. <laughs> All In all other fields, there's always stories about, like, kids who are, like, really good engineers when they're small or, like, mm-hmm. great at languages or this, like, exceptional kids hmm. who are given some kind of platform. And so why would the church not have a platform for exceptional kids?
1: Yeah. Like, if they're truly exceptional... We don't have to follow
2: the cultural trend, you dopes. <laughs> just because there's re- there's like there's what a, there's this one kid that's 13 in Cornell right now. We don't have to put a preacher at uh, 13. I years love saying just... the word
0: culture around Jackson. It, just <laughs> it gets sets improved. me off so bad. Everybody votes Jackson. The culture. Uh, <laughs>
2: <votes>. <laughs> Democracy. That word chaps me. <laughs>
0: Do you think God ever calls or anoints child preachers? Uh, I'm not going to say never. Hmm. I'm going to
1: go as close to never (laughs) as possible.
0: Close to never? Yeah. Jackson?
2: Not in my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Does child preaching hurt the witness of the church or not? And you can't use the Oprah Winfrey kid because... Crazy hellfire hell preachers probably damage the witness of the church. It has nothing age, to do with them being a church, right. yeah. at any age. So does it hurt the witness of the church or not?
2: Dave?
1: I don't know. They'd probably we'll just think of it the same. Like I'm assuming that people that aren't in the church are like, oh, the church is just crazy anyways. So mm-hmm. they, don't, they won't. They won't understand the Holy Spirit and how it moves, mm. and they won't have any of that teaching. So they'll just be like, well, those weirdos have a weird kid now. <laughs> <laughs> those weirdos produce weirdos,
2: and this is the result.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Tanner? <sighs> See, the thing is, people aren't like me. Like, people really like stuff that I think is crazy. Sure. So I can imagine there's probably a lot of people who are not Christians who mm. probably see child preaching and think like that is so cute and wonderful. I'm not convinced they would immediately be like evil. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean there's there's a certain portion of the population who like Dave said probably thinks ridic- religion is crazy and this would make it yeah. crazier. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people I mean like
2: Let me offer a suggestion about that. For the the Insignificant amount of child preachers there are is the same population of people that would appreciate a child preacher. So it would be also a very low minority hmm. that would appreciate that because they don't exist.
0: No, no, actually. I think it's a high. I think we're oh, in really? the. I think we're somewhat exceptions hmm. in that you two both are pretty firmly against it. Yeah. I think, I want to say the majority of. I want to do a survey now <laughs> The the majority of people would be okay with a child preacher
2: as a novel, not, not on a
0: regular basis, not as the pastor. Mm. Do you think I'm wrong about that?
2: I don't, I don't know. know. It just makes me sad. I don't know what people, you know, <laughs> Tanner, <laughs>
1: Vancouver, right. you, yeah, you know people like, you who can't, you can't go to your
0: university campus and ask that because they're all trying to be pretentious yeah. and worried that everyone's going to see through them. So they'd be like, "Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, do you think it's crazy?" Like... <laughs> I, like, I'm talking about going to like a, a slice of all demographics. And sure, I, I don't know, but anyway. Yeah. No, but you were right about that. What I found interesting doing this research is that every religion has child preachers Mm -hmm. or some form of that. uh, In Indonesia, which has the most Muslims of any country, they've got that TV show where kids battle each. It's like American Idol, but kids preach and then they get judged by like a panel and they preach from the Quran and then they win a trip to Mecca, like a pilgrimage to Mecca. (laughs) And then in – what is it? Oh, yeah. Hinduism's got the living goddess. Oh, that one was weird. Which is really popular in Nepal. They find girls, and they find one that is the living incarnation of a goddess. And then she, like, for the next couple years is treated like a goddess, and people give her offerings and stuff. And then the minute she has her first period, the goddess leaves her because now she's a woman. And they find a new girl who the goddess has entered. So there's, like, all these biographies and stuff of these girls who are like, I used to be a goddess. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> like, it's, it's more sad. It's, hmm. Well, we're sad. <laughs> well, a lot of them, like... And that's part of the thing with child preachers is they become less interesting as they grow older. Like, a lot of these... <laughs> they kids. are novelties Poor because they're kids. young. Yeah. Right? And, like, then they just drop off the map because, well, you're just... There's a million older people who preach.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's like you're not That would be another sign as time passes, right? Like mm. yes, the person yes. shouldn't drop off. Yeah. They should but have, I'm just they should have surpassed yeah. novelty into mm. people realize this person uh,
0: Well, yeah. but I mean, I'm not convinced they would stop being good preachers. They just wouldn't mm-hmm. get the acclaim that they used to. Oh, yeah. Is there anything good in this phenomenon? I want from both of you, this is like after a fight, you have to say one nice thing. <laughs> you both have to say one nice thing about this, this
2: is our phenomenon. This is our hug that we're offering you, offering you after that's we right, beat you that's up. That's right. Because
0: yeah. I'm a little hurt.
1: I know. My one nice thing <laughs> is that God moves in mysterious ways, and maybe once ever this has happened. <laughs> that's my nice thing.
0: You're uh, terrible. <laughs>
2: For me, it's this has. It's important that I think about this because I live in my head, and I'm an, a very, very arrogant person. And I think that I know answers, especially when there's someone that is in their intelligence is below mine. Oh, it gets bad, and I need to remember those right. verses that you're yep. saying, Tanner. Like. God has chosen the foolish things of the world, to shame, the wise, like right. The cross is the most upside down thing. And it wouldn't make sense to the educated Greeks in that time. And I need to, I need to let, yeah, God kind of do his own thing. Even if I think his
0: things are absurd.
2: Tanner, you have to say one bad thing. You get to punch (laughs) each of us in the
0: shoulder. How's that? Oh boy. (laughs) I think. (sighs) Here's the thing. Like, I clearly think a ton of these parents are screwing up their kid, mm. like that a bunch of this is just, it is the parents and that poor kid yeah. is going to have to figure this out for the rest of his life. But at the same time, I just keep thinking if those parents weren't doing this with preaching, they'd do it with something else. Like mm. that kid's going to get screwed up no matter what. So it's not really on child preaching for me, <laughs> you know?
2: Sure. Sure. They just have another outlet, hey?
0: Yeah. So, like, I think the negative would be those poor kids who had to deal with this and didn't have congregations who put a stop to it because they Mm. saw that it wasn't a healthy thing. That really sucks for those kids. Mm. And I'm sorry if you're listening and you're very bitter at the church. Mm -hmm. Like, blame Dave. It was his fault. (laughs) He said it it could happen once in a while. (laughs) I said not in my
2: lifetime. So if you're a child preacher, that's impossible because I'm living right
0: now. <laughs> oh well, I'm glad we sorted that one out.
2: Mm-hmm. Settled.
0: Mm-hmm. Settled. Um. Bah. Do you have any they listener mail? Yes, we have. Do you want to do it this episode? Let's do it. Uh, I listener, think next episode might be listen to shorter. Mail.
2: Gonna have to listen to some. Ooh. Listen to mail.
1: <laughs>
0: No improvements yet. <laughs> let's uh, let's save that one for the next episode because yeah. I think it'll be much shorter.
1: For sure. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I would love if a podcast listener sent in an email or uh, put on our Facebook page something that Dave got wrong or was ro- just should apologize for.
1: Bring it on. <laughs>
0: Child preachers who feel like Dave is belittling you. Canon, if you're out there. Canon, yeah. yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> 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 All right. I am Tanner Hoffs,
2: I am David Short. And I am Jackson O'Brien.
0: Brother Jackie, bring us home. <laughs> Preach your heart out, kids.
1: <laughs> Oh boy! It's like
0: (laughs) Mickey Mouse.
1: Yeah. (laughs)